the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. You know, there are many Christians today that have not been baptized because they don't understand the significance and the importance of that event. Baptism is saying to everyone, I belong to Jesus. Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno has been in the book of Matthew, the first chapter, for the last couple of programs, and he's going to wrap up this message with part three today. This is an outreach called Study Verse by Verse, and we're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, and here's Pastor Leighton again in Matthew chapter 3. Verse 5. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him. The verb form of going out means a continuous tense. It's perfect tense. They, they went out and 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 they continued to go out. And they came from Jerusalem, which was about 20 miles distant. So it was 40 miles round trip. From Judea, that was the area around Jerusalem, and then also from areas around the Jordan as well. In other words, they were coming, people were coming from everywhere. And you realize that it is not easy for somebody who is accustomed to the conveniences and the relative safety of Jerusalem to go traveling down one of those ancient roads, 40 miles round trip into the desert. But there were so many people who had heard that there was a prophet and wanted to hear the words of the prophet that they kept coming, and they kept coming, and they kept coming. Verse 6 says, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. So many of the people who went out were touched by the message of God through his prophet. They confessed their sins. Confession is more than just acknowledging that we're sinful. It's agreeing with God's verdict on sin and and expressing a desire to get rid of it and live for God. And they were being baptized. Now, baptism was not unfamiliar to everyone in that community because baptism was one of the uh, rites of initiating Gentile converts into Judaism. But here, John gives baptism a special meaning. It's used as an expression for repentance and forgiveness. And baptism requires water, and there's not much water in the desert. So it it tells us that he baptized in the River Jordan. The River Jordan, we were there a few years back with a a group from the church, and, you know, it's not very wide. You can throw a rock from one side of it to the other. And it's about 70 miles long. It goes from the Sea of Galilee in the north. When we hear the word sea, we think of something really big. But actually, we would call it a lake, the Lake of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee in the north, down to the Dead Sea in the south. Now, Evidently, the number of people going and making this journey caught the attention of the religious leaders, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, 
He said to them, you brood of vipers, who warns you to flee from the wrath to come? So he readily received men and women who came repentantly confessing their sins and wanting to live for God. But when these guys showed up, he was a highly confrontational. The Pharisees held a minority position in the Sanhedrin, which was the ruling body in Jerusalem. They were popular among the people. The Sadducees, by contrast, were the aristocrats, held a majority position. Normally, these two were at odds politically. They did not like each other. They were enemies, except when it came to Jesus, where they conspired together to put an innocent man to death. So, in all likelihood, these hadn't come to be baptized. They came to find out what was going on. Why are all these people walking out into the wilderness? And John calls them a brood of vipers. He calls them snakes to indicate how dangerous and cunning they were and suggest that they were the children of Satan, the serpent. Who warns you? To flee from the wrath to come. If you want to flee from the wrath to come, you need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Those who refuse to repent will face judgment. Those who repent will escape judgment. True repentance is evidenced and confirmed by the fruit, that is, the actions and character that it produces. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance and do not presume To say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Now, what's the significance of this? The significance of this is that. That to the Jewish leadership and religious leadership and to the, the people, Abraham was unique. In fact, they thought that he had such a special relationship with God. That he had so many merits with God that uh, the merits overflowed to his descendants. And so God wasn't going to pass judgment on his descendants because of how wonderful Abraham was. They thought, we're descendants of Abraham. Therefore, we're guaranteed God's blessing. And you know, sometimes the pattern happens in some versions of Christianity. Some people think, ah, God is so gracious and there's so much grace that it really doesn't matter if I continue in sin because God's going to just keep on forgiving. I don't really need to repent. And you hear some television preachers who have that kind of a attitude. And it can also be applied to a nation. Hey, we're America, the great One nation under God, founded on Christian principles. Our nation has such merit with God, God will never bring judgment on America. John the Baptist clarified, only those who produce fruit in keeping with repentance qualify for God's kingdom. Verse 10, even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Jesus used the same illustration several chapters later. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. 
God has no use for people who call themselves Christians and don't act like it. We're called to bear good fruit. How do we do that? It's important. How do we do that? Well, to be productive for God, we need to obey his teaching, resist temptation, serve others in his name, and share our faith. Verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now notice that John here talks about three baptisms. There is the baptism with water for repentance. And should the Lord tarry, we want to talk about baptism next week when we gather together because the next portion talks about Jesus' baptism, the baptism of Jesus. You know, there are many Christians today that have not been baptized because they don't understand the significance and the importance of that event. Baptism is saying to everyone, I belong to Jesus. That's where my loyalties are. That's, what I de- that's who I depend on. That's where I get my directions from. I follow Jesus. And if you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord but have not yet been baptized, I want to encourage you to get baptized immediately. In fact, next week, we're going to have baptism. And so if you've not been baptized, I encourage you to call the church office tomorrow and, 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 and get on that list to get baptized immediately. But you notice that John also mentions two other baptisms. The baptism, a baptism of the Spirit and a baptism of fire. In Acts chapter 1, which is recorded just before Jesus ascends back into heaven, Scripture says that Jesus said he ordered his disciples not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me, for John baptized with water. But you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. The words of Jesus, Acts chapter 1. And we know that that was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost. You notice that Jesus didn't mention anything about a baptism of fire in Acts chapter 1. The baptism of fire refers to the future judgment. The first judgment was a global flood. The next judgment will be by fire, which some people might call global warming. Every time I hear global warming or climate change, I am prompted to remember, yeah, Jesus Christ is coming. Jesus Christ is coming. Verse 12. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Remember, the original audience was highly agrarian. They understood this process of separating wheat. When the wheat came in out of the field, they would crush it to separate the parts, they would take and put it in an area called a threshing floor, which was usually up on a hill so that the wind would help them with the process. They'd take a fork, which they called a winnowing fork. They would throw it into the air. The chaff, which was lighter, would be blown away by the wind, and the, and the good part would be left behind. But there's always some chaff left, and they would burn the chaff because it was, it was really useless. And so winnowing is used in scriptures to describe a picture of God's judgment. 
And so John is speaking of repentance. He's speaking upon judgment of those who refuse to repent. You see, the message in Scripture is always the same. It does not change. There is no middle ground. You are either for Jesus or you are against him. We either repent, turn to Christ, and be saved, or refuse to repent, refuse to return to Christ, and be destroyed. That's our options. And the option we choose involves separation, and it settles the matter of our destiny. How we respond to Christ determines where we're going to spend eternity. The message of John the Baptist was repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno will continue this series in the book of Matthew when we return at this same time with another edition of Study Verse by Verse. This is an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and I encourage you to check out the information about the church found on the website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And if you'd like to join us as a financial partner, you can give safely on that website as well. I'm Mike Trout. Come back tomorrow at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.